Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh my, the phone's ringing. Let me just bring, bring. walk over here. Bring, oh, bring. Pick it up. Click hello. Bring, bring, bring. bring, bring. Hello, Sandro. Oh, hello. There's a, there's a, a lot of background bring, noise. Bring. It's Zach. Sorry, yeah, sorry about the background noise. I'm on a train a and train. or car and or not a plane because I couldn't catch a plane. I don't know why that one was in the intro. But I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a vehicle of some description at the moment. Oh, that, oh, that's, oh that's really annoying. Uh... Yeah. Sorry about that. I can't get to the podcast. I'm going to Chicago. What? I'm stuck with a stranger at the moment in in the car. He's driving me. He talks a whole bunch. He does anecdotes and stuff. Anyway, I can't I can't make the podcast on time because oh. I have to be to sh- get to Chicago. How did you get to Chicago? All the borders are closed. Uh, that's not important right, right. now. Uh, burr, uh, burr. Well, that, that's fine. I wasn't going to be able to make it anyway because my what? very attractive bachelor roommate had a baby and I've got to take care of it. Oh, wait, you, your bachelor friend? Yeah. When, when did you get a bachelor of d- d- roommates? I've been living here in New York for the last, like, three oh, weeks. Yeah. Wait, when did you get to New York? Uh, and I was just in New York the other day. If if you can't do the show, I can't do it either. Oh, God, a baby crying in the background. I guess we got to yeah. bring in our replacements. You're, you're our replacements? Who are our replacements? Well, because you're Zach and I'm Sundro, right? Well, I'm Canadian, Zach. Oh, that's right. You're Canadian, Zach. I wonder if a regular Australian Zach will be able to do the show, and then I can ask Canadian Sandro to come in and fill in for me. Ah, do a little bamboozle. Yeah. Ah, a classic swapperino. Yeah, that might work. That might work. Well, I've got to go stop a drug deal. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. A drug deal? Not really Question important. mark? Oh, how's it going, loves? It's Aussie Zach. Wow, it's original Aussie Zach. You sound a lot yeah. more Australian than you did at the start. Yeah, of the, well, uh... after I got kicked out of the podcast, I Ooh. just uh, I hit the booze. Hey, hey, ho. <laughs> Been just drinking VBs and now I'm fully Australian. Hello! Uh, welcome to Oldie But a Goodie. That was one of our best intros yet, I'd say. I think that intro was completely inaccessible if you have no idea yeah. about the weird storyline we What have. do you mean? Every episode we've ever, like every intro we've ever done, just immediately alienates everyone up to the point where we say hello. That one uh. was the most alienating, I think, out of all. Mm, but that's mm. fine because this is probably going to be an alienating episode because we're doing two movies that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> Whoa! I've watched um, Trains, Planes, and Automobiles before. So there. Boom. Well, same. So there. Boom. Oh! <laughs> Must have watched it on TV at the same time. It's a good one. Uh, bit of goodie. My name is Sandy Sandro, and your name is uh, Zach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we talk about movies from the year 1987 in the order they came out in. This week, we're doing two movies that were released this week. Yeah. What? I know. What? 
it's it's a bit exciting. We've done this once before. Uh, I dragged us through the mud with Superman 4 and... Was it just called Jaws 4? Uh, yeah. Well, Jaws the Revenge, but Jaws 4... Jaws the Revenge. That was it. I remember... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not Jaws 4. It's called something. Jaws the Revenge. Oh, God. What a terrible movie. Yeah. So, and both of which were terrible. At least Superman 4 was fun to watch. And so we're we're doing it all over again. This time, instead of two movies that are the fourth entry in a franchise... The weird mm. link that we made this week was the two comedies that people like. Yeah. I was, they, they, they look pretty good. Yeah. And then we watched them, and I was like, hey, these movies are pretty good. There was one that was really good, and then one that I thought would have been better, but it was also <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, inter- I'm interested to find out which one's which. But before we do that, next week on the show, I know, we haven't even started this episode probably yet, but next week on the show... Uh, if you want to find out what we're doing next year on the podcast, make sure you tune in. Mm, yes, we're going to be announcing that. <gasps> An exciting announcement. Anyway, we should uh, get into these two movies. Zach, were there any other options this week? Uh, no. No, there wasn't. Oh. All right, moving on. How about that? I picked them both. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, you were just like, oh, both of these options are pretty good comedy films. Let's just do them both. Yeah, they both came out November 25th, which probably means one of them didn't do very well. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Now I have to figure out which one that is. What do you want to start with? What do you want to start with? We're, oh, also, we're doing a bonus battle later. I would like to guess Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I would like to guess that one, how much that one made. Okay, do you want to know the budget first? I would absolutely prefer to know that information, yes. It cost $30 million. Jeez Louise, that's an expensive movie. It's Well, it's directed by John Hughes, who... Mm. I mean, he did 16 Candles, which I absolutely hate. But he also did uh, Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller before this. So, big time comedy dude. I'll give it. 80. I'll say 80 for that one. I think that one made its money. All right. Before I reveal anything, Three Men and a Baby. Oh, I have to guess that one as well? I don't even get to... Oh, no. Not yet, not yet. That (laughs) one cost $11 million, and it's directed by Leonard Nimoy. Spocky Boy. Which is interesting, because we got a director known for comedy... Really successful comedies, and then we got Spock. Yeah, well, now I have to guess this one's low, because you said one did well and one didn't. Mm. Unless that was to just throw me off, which would be awful. But it's not like I'm going to guess correctly with either of these anyway. <laughs> I mean, the chances are quite low. <laughs> I am going to guess that this one got 15. Ooh, off 11 million, you reckon three men and a baby made 15. Yes. All right, all right. Let's go with plain strains. So 30 million, you guessed 80. Yep. It made $49.5 million. Okay, alright, nice profit. Um, and has since become more of a classic on TV, on home release, yep. considered one of the greatest comedies of all time. Especially once John Candy passed away, everyone was like, this is the best thing he's ever done! Nice. Well, it's good that it got appreciated. Uh, Three Men and a Baby made $240 million. <laughs> Oh, it was the other way around. <laughs> I was close on the first one, but for the opposite reasons. The most successful film of 1987. Ah, was three men and a little goddamn baby. Yeah, I should have. I should have known that the baby and Mahone would have uh, 
pump those numbers up. Oh no, it's just not the most successful. It's one of the most successful. Uh, the erotic psychological thriller film Fatal Attraction made three hundred and twenty million dollars. Ah, but yeah, clearly three men and a baby uh, ran away with it. And more people probably saw that at the time. So do you think we should start off with reviewing that film? Sure. I don't mind which one we start off with. I've got barely anything to say about it. So let's talk about Three Men and a Baby. Whoa. Whoa. That's already told me way more than I needed to know. (laughs) That's crazy. If people haven't seen Three Men and a Baby before, Zach, what is it? What is this thing? You got your three bachelors living in the same apartment. You have the sexy, mustachioed man, the architect, the lofty boy. I don't remember any of their names. I don't either. I just know the actors' names. (laughs) Nice. Who's he acted by? Uh, Which one? A sexy, mustachioed man with apparently good penis and also a pretty good singing voice. That is Tom Selleck, who is Magnum P.I. He uh, has an open relationship, but also a serious relationship and it was his birthday, which is why they had the party. At that party is his his two roommates. One of them is Mahoney. Hey. Uh, from Police Academy. Steve Guttenberg. He left the Police Academy series to go and do this. Honestly, seems like that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, good on him. He is a very sensitive individual. I don't think he does anything else in the film apart from be sensitive at one point. Yeah. He's just there. <laughs> He's just there. Like, the other two each have jobs. One's very specifically an architect, and that keeps coming back. Mm. The other is an actor, and he, he bangs. He fucks. That's oh, what he does. You're talking about Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Oh, hey. he's dancing, all right. Dancing with the ladies. And by dancing, I mean banging. I love Ted Danson, and I was so disappointed that he's only in half an hour of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that is weird that they decided to do it how they did. But he was still, he was still quite good. And yeah, he goes away on a business trip, but is told by one of his friends just before he leaves that he's going to get a package. Mm. Lo and behold, the package arrives and it's a baby and also another package. But don't worry about that package. I'm sure that one isn't actually the real package. Yeah, but there's nothing in that package. Yes. So then drug dealers come along and are like, hey, I see you've had a long bonding experience with this baby that you think is the package, but is actually just a baby that your your friend who went to Turkey is taking uh, taking care of. I've lost my chain of thought. Anyway, give us the drugs. And they're like, here's your baby. And they're like, wait, no, you wanted the other package. So they, they try and give him the other package, but get interrupted by the police. Then the other guy comes back. They're like, hey, we have a baby for you. He's like, What? And then they have this whole bonding experience where they learn to be dads Aww. and also put on nappies. Aww. And then they catch the drug dealers and that's the end of the movie. Except it isn't because then the mother comes in <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to take the baby. And they're like, no, don't take the baby. We're going to run to the airport. And then we come back and you're back there and we all live happily ever after the end. Wow. That certainly was the whole movie. Yep. I wanted to get it out straight away. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Look, it's 
fine. It's fine. The policeman's horse did a shit on the, the front desk. Horse did a massive, yeah. massive caca all over the front of the hotel. There actually, there's a lot of toilet humor in this film because the baby pees on itself yeah. and all over people. The poster is the baby peeing all over Tom Selleck. Oh, That's the poster no. of the film. Oh no, I didn't know that. Uh, that is kind of funny. I look, it's fine. I I thought it I thought it was better than you given it credit for. It was it was alright. There's some pretty funny moments. There's some stuff in there like the whole drug thing, I think it's just because we have been doing a lot of eighties comedies, and whenever we do an eighties mm-hmm. comedy, it involves drugs and the police. Oh yeah, it was super cliche. I'm and and I'm I'm sick of it. I just wanted to watch a wholesome movie about three mm. bachelors and a baby, but instead we get we get brought into a drug conspiracy, and I'm like, oh great, here we go again. I liked I liked the the end of it, like the second half of the drug story. The start was really like, why don't they just give the cartel the drugs? Yeah, and then all their problems are solved. Yeah. But no, they have to have this whole thing where they give them the baby and then they take it back. That was fine. But then it's like, oh, we're not going to tell the cops that we have the drugs. No, because we could get in trouble. It's like, why not just tell the cops you have the drugs they were after? And I'm not I'm not against comedies when, like, regular people get kind of brought into criminal activity and they've got to take down the criminals themselves. Because there was a comedy, we didn't cover it, but Adventures in Babysitting. Mm. Really, really solid movie that starts off like a regular kind of family comedy and then they slowly get like more and more into like the dark underworld of the city oh. that was really fun and i think that did what this film was trying to do a little bit better but all of the stuff in this movie involving the baby is pretty funny yeah it was all right i thought it was a cute baby and then when it did a poopy that was hilarious that was pretty funny I like when he goes to the store and this lady is the worst. <laughs> She's just telling him to buy all these different baby products. She's just so unhelpful. Like, clearly this is a new father and you're trying to help with all this information. He clearly just wants some baby food. Just point out the baby food he needs. Yeah. Come on, lady. Yeah, like, when I say I don't have much to say about the movie, I really don't. I think the three guys work well together, but they don't work well on their own. Mm. I like uh, the architect. I think the scenes with the like the other two by Mahone? themselves. No, no, no. Mahone's the cartoonist. Mahone's not very funny in this movie at all. Honestly, he just doesn't do anything this whole film. I mean, what did he do the whole film? Pretty much all he did was hold a crying baby. That was his whole role in this film. Like, more than half his film time i think is just him holding the baby while it's crying mm. he is de- he's definitely the third wheel i think of the whole movie which is weird because he's also like he's got the second most amount of screen time because he's in the whole film unlike yeah. ted danson who's only in the very start and then the final half hour which is a big shame because he's good in this movie i like that he's playing this quite stuck up actor not necessarily stuck up but he's popular and he loves that he's popular narcissistic yeah i would say yeah he's really good he's really fun i love it when he comes home and then the two guys are like yep here's the baby have fun we're not helping you fuck you yeah that was fantastic that was all quite good he's very funny uh tom Selleck's also pretty fun he's not a comedic actor so I like whenever mm. he successfully delivered a joke, I was like, "Good on you, Mister Mustache." You did it because like he was in like a long-running crime TV show for like 
ten years, mm. and so that's where I know him from. He does have that cop look about him, you know. Which, to be honest, is probably why they brought in the whole drug thing, because he's better known as a cop guy. We'll get more into some more details when we get into uh, the bonus battle, but would you give it an oldie or a goodie? Uh, I'd give it a goodie. It's a very fine movie. It's not crazy good. It's not It's not anything crazy, but it was better than, like, Baby's Day Out. It's better than every other... I think it's uh, safe to say better than every other baby movie we've watched ever. There's no way this beats Raising Arizona. You take that back, sir! Yeah, that's true. Raising Arizona was way better than this film. That was incredible. <laughs> Rising Arizona is, is a movie we watched this year. That movie was great. I also forgot about it for a second, and then mm. I looked over to my notes and saw, wait, is this just Raising Arizona again? And then I was reminded that we watched that this year. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so if you want to see a better baby comedy, about a misplaced baby, then go then go watch that one. However, that one is not for kids. This one, yes. I think it's wholesome fun for the whole family. Yeah. 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 Oh, unless you're fine with a lot of baby nudity. And also talking about banging a lot. They do do that as well. Like literally one of the jokes is they're in an open relationship but also a serious relationship. And and one of the guys is like, hey, I don't recognize you. And she's like, oh, that's probably because I have all my clothes on. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that was a quote. I wrote that quote down. There was one other quote that I wrote down while we're talking about quotes. Oh, I've never put a phone in a shower before. Do you get many calls in here, Mahoney from Police Academy? And Mahoney from Police Academy says, I get a steady stream. <laughs> <laughs> Peak of comedy. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Well, that's all I've got to say about three men and a baby. We didn't talk about the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. Oh, wait, I didn't rate it either. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what do you rate it? What uh, do you think? If you're going to give it a goodie, I'll go oldie, but it was fine. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I feel like you could, you're could. you starting to become the villain of this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it wasn't that bad. I'll give it a goodie. And you're like... This piece of shit. Oldie no. fucking garbage. It's not bad. It's just, it's kind of old. It's kind of old. It, it's, it's, it's the thing with the, the binary system we mm-hmm. have. You either love it because it's the best movie of all time, or you hate its guts and it's the worst piece of trash. And this one, I hate it. I hate this movie. <laughs> I don't hate this movie. It was fine. It's an oldie. It's, it's, it's an oldie and a goodie. Yeah. We didn't even mention the Rotten Tomato score, which is 76% for the critics, 47 for the audience. Whoa. That's way down for the audience. The audience didn't like it at all. And what's even lower is the 35% the sequel has. Oh no. I don't see how the sequel goes well. It's like the mum takes the daughter to England? What? So it's three men and a little lady in England or something like that. I don't know. Great. They're making a remake with Zac Efron. Oh. Yeah. I feel like this movie, like, the premise specifically appealed to the 80s sort of audience. Yeah. So I don't know how well it would do nowadays. Probably quite bad. I tell you what, it'll probably be one man, two women, and a baby. Oh, bloody PC gone mm, uh, No, boo. No, cut. Cut. Cut that joke. <laughs> cut the joke. <laughs> Uh, I do not affiliate with this joke. The show does not affiliate with that joke. Sandro does not affiliate with that joke. Which character is Zac Efron going to play, though? Is he going to be the mustache guy, or is he more of a Mahoney type? Or is he the actor? Maybe he's Ted Danson. Uh, I think he's either the actor or Mahoney. Mm. I feel like they're going to get the archetype. 
the architect's gonna be like the rock the rock or vin diesel yeah yeah exactly wait no what if vin diesel is ted danson zach efron is mahoney and then the rock (laughs) is tom yeah all right i see this dynamic here we go and the movie can be called two rocks and the hard place and the baby that doesn't make any sense oh no 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 i didn't like that didn't uh, like that at all. Let's move on to planes, trains, and automobiles. Hey, I've seen this movie before. Did you Whoa. say you've seen this movie before, Sandra? Yeah, it's classic. I love this movie. Yeah, I've definitely seen this on TV before. It is a bit of a TV movie. All road trip films make good TV mm. films. Yes, they're perfect. Because yeah. they've got those big spaces of them just talking in cars. And you don't have to be watching them to, to get all the comedy. You can just hear their conversation. If you haven't seen Planes, Trains and Automobiles before, it's about uh, it's about Steve Martin. Mm. He works in marketing and he's got to get home to see the family by Thanksgiving. Yes. And he's, and he's, he's, on, he's on a plane and there's bad weather and he's stuck. He's stuck in an area of America. I know geography. And he's stuck there with mm. John Candy. Now, John Candy, I tell you what... Steve Martin, he's quite reserved. He likes everything perfect and clean. John Candy, he's a bit out there. He keeps talking. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a gross dude at times. Mm, he takes off his socks Ooh, in an airplane. Stinky, stinky. If someone was to do that, you know, in a plane, I'd go over there. Oh, I'd oh, I'd shut. Oh, I'd rip, rip his. Oh, and oh, hippopotamus. Tell you and, what. Oh, yeah. The 80s, uh, it was just a different time, though. It was a, it different, was a different time. time you, but you also, that's terrible off. etiquette, not just for, um, you know, the people sitting next to him, but like everyone on the plane. Yeah. In a car, sure. In a plane? No. I feel like if you do it in a public area, p- people are going to glare at you. You're going to get a bit of a bad reputation. They're all going to be talking about it behind your back. If you do it in a car full of friends, your friends are going to verbally abuse you yeah. because they feel like you can because they're your friends. So it's, yes. it's just a lose-lose situation in every scenario. Keep your socks on, mate. Unless you're going out to the beach and you've got a couple uh, thongs on your feet, which Americans, that's that's what we call flip-flops. We call flip-flops thongs. No, I think, I think that you should keep them with the mental images <laughs> <laughs> underwear on the guy's feet but anyway they are both traveling they gotta try and make it home john Candy's trying to help him out but steve martin's like i don't want your help you're gross you're a gross man john candy leave me alone but mm. they develop a bit of a friendship and they go through many misadventures yeah because it turns out he may be a bit of a, a drone or honor he may be a stinky boy but he's also a great salesman he can sell curtain hangers as earrings somehow. So, yeah. And he earns a bit of money and he ha- he knows people because he sold curtain rings mm. to many different companies, apparently. He can get some discounts. Yeah. And so he becomes quite a useful companion when you're stuck in Los Angeles and need a train and or plane and or automobile. Or an automobile. And so, yeah, mm. over the course of three days, see, they Sandra, become... that joke was, I used the title of the movie. No, yes. Yeah. Thank you. It becomes better. <laughs> the joke becomes better if you point it out. I was just, I was just making sure you got that one. Okay. No, great. Um, I'm glad that you did. Much like planes, these jokes just go over your head. So. Much like trains... You've got a one-track mind when it comes to these jokes, <laughs> no, I, and that's making them annoying. I'm going to say that was a train wreck. <laughs> that was a bit of a... 
train wreck anyway over the course of three days they have many adventures their car catches on fire and and other such stuff and they just become friends and then they make it back home for thanksgiving and everyone's like look thanksgiving it's a bit of a weird holiday and it doesn't really translate well to today's culture especially in australia but Mm. well we're we're thankful for family and and now we're family and then steve martin and john candy the characters start a podcast and here we are today. <laughs> Whoa. It is a really good movie. It's great. What a twist. It's really good. Who do you think you are of the two travellers? Are you the grumpy, cynical, totally screwed over businessman? Or are you the annoying, anecdotal, depressed because his wife died mm. salesman? Well, that's the great thing about the movie is I think everyone's a bit of both. Ah, uh, so we're both, we're both, we're both the of salesmen. Them. <gasps> Whoa, we were both of them the whole, the whole time. time. The reels, planes, trains, and automobiles were the, <laughs> the friends the... we made we along the way. We started a podcast with yes. <laughs> along the way, <laughs> along the way. What a great ending to that movie! So good, so good. Fantastic. Yeah, no, it's really funny. It's still, it still holds up, and it's still very funny. Mm. I laughed out loud many times, which we don't usually do. When it comes to comedies anymore. Yeah, we're, we've become jaded. Yes. And and cynical as we've watched all these comedy movies. But then the guy has to adjust his seats over and over again. And you're like, this is very dumb. <laughs> and then he sits in the seat and he face plants for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you know what? That's good. Maybe I can give a, a hearty chuckle. Exactly. Because he lights the car on fire and they're like, ha ha. Yeah, not, like, some of it is funnier than other stuff. The car on fire part is amazing. Mm. Uh, The driving in between two trucks. That whole, like, highway sequence is just Mm. pretty solid. I like when Steve Martin gets angry as well. He's just, like, this kettle. He's this kettle of boiling anger. And when it comes to, uh... He's... He's relatable in that way. He's, yeah. he's that everyday man that gets screwed over by all these things, and he's, he just has enough. They meet some fun characters along the way. They meet Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. He was in the movie for, like, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to have more of a role. Why did he have, like, a two-second cameo at the start? They meet the guy from Spider-Man 2 and 3 that was going to become the lizard, but they never made that movie. He was there for a bit, and I was like, that's the guy from, from Sp- the Spider-Mans. Oh, yeah, he was disgusting. And his girlfriend slash wife that had a baby sideways, that's good. Had a baby sideways, and she didn't even scream. How would that work? I do have a question, though, and this is kind of how I feel about a lot of John Hughes films, because he directed this and stuff. Like, I think Ferris Bueller doesn't really do it so much, but a lot of his other films do. Weird sound effects and weird reaction shots. Mm. Like, they're driving in the in the car and it's freezing, and we get this shot of their faces covered in ice, and yeah. they're going chatter, chatter, chatter. It's obviously not happening in the reality of the movie, but it's there to kind of make you see how they're feeling. It's like old cartoons. Like, it pretended it was a cartoon for a moment. It's very cartoonish. And it does that a couple times. There's, of course, the scene where John Candy turns into the devil. Mm. But yeah, like, it gets cartoony every now and then, and it kind of feels out of place a little bit, but I also think it adds some character yeah. to the film. I quite liked it, but I could see how someone would be like, what is this? Well, yeah, because it, it's meant to be like a family movie, right? Yeah, aside from that one scene where they swear constantly. Yes, the whole <laughs> scene, there's like a five-minute scene 
where every second word is the F-bomb. It felt like I was back home in Australia, not Chicago, where I am currently. No, 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 no. You're regular, Zach. No, no, no. No, Australian Zach is also in Chicago. I'm waiting for Canadian Zach to this? get here from his business I, I trip. I feel like we're in a convoluted Rick and Morty <laughs> season arc that doesn't make any sense. And honestly, I just want them to get back to the episodic episodes. Ah, <laughs> shots fired at Rick and at Rick Morty. And Morty. Um, Everyone was complaining. They were like, the latest season, it's all just storylines that don't really matter. It's like, oh, Morty's mm. off doing this adventures. Where's our overarching story? Rick and Morty fans... The overarching story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> wow. Sorry. It's fine. What did you think of the latest season? I haven't watched it. I thought it was really good until it started to get into the story arc. Nah, I see. Uh, I see. It, who's the Rick and who's the Morty? I think Steve Martin's the Rick mm. and John Candy is the Morty. I mean, it's very clearly that mm. dynamic. Or, or John Candy is Rick and Steve Martin is Owlman. Huh? Bird person? Yeah, bird person. Yeah, bird That's person. his name. I was about to say, Baal? Yeah, no, bird person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm with you. Now I'm with you. Yeah, now, good movie. <laughs> uh, what's it What's it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. 79% critic score, 87 audience score. People love this movie. Yeah, much better audience score than the last movie. Clearly, the audience enjoys this. And I think it's a more appealing movie in general. It's weird that Three Men and a Baby has a lower audience score, but it made... Like, $240 million. Well, again, I think that one hasn't aged as well as this one has. Yeah. This one, you you still feel the frustration that he has of being stuck with this random stranger who annoys him, you know? And it has that wholesome, like, they become friends at the end sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like that's still relatable, where, whereas the other one is, like... Oh no, men have to deal with raising a baby, but men can't raise a baby. <laughs> oh no, what is, what is this? We, is need this a, a like we need a woman in this situation because they understand how babies work. It was, it did get a bit like that, that movie, at times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit dated in that aspect, whereas the other one's still like, still nowadays public transport's a failure. And that's just a fact. There was a whole scene where the train broke down and they had to get bus replacements. And I was like, oh, I was doing this at the start of the year. Yeah, I've been in a train that's broken down before. Yeah. It was not fun. I'll have more to say about trains, planes, I think, when we get into the bonus battle. But uh, I'm going to give mm. it a... Well, it's definitely a goodie. Is it better than a goodie? Mm. I'd like to give it a wholesome porridge award. A wholesome porridge award. You know what? Sometimes I'm like, no, it's got to be the good porridge award, but who cares about the rating system? Wholesome porridge award yeah. it is. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares yeah. anymore? Nothing yeah. matters. at the end of the year. We're just going, we're throwing porridge all around. Nothing. We're serving up a big old porridgey meal. Nothing matters. We've had like the inconceivably good porridge award. We've mm. had the boiling mm. hatred award, the dead goat award. Who cares anymore? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I like that we just... Sometimes just come up with random awards, and I feel like that's good. All right, now it's time to get right into the bonus battle. Bonus battle. Bonus battle. It's the bonus battle. Zach, how does the bonus battle work? What what the heck is a bonus battle? I've never heard about a bonus battle before in my whole entire life because I'm Canadian Sandro. 
Oh, I was about to question. I'd be like, Sandro, you've been you've been on this podcast a long time. I don't know yes. why you keep. I don't know why you keep saying Sandro. That's Australian Sandro oh. as well. He like, oh, I'm Canadian. You could call me Sandro in a really annoying Canadian oh. accent. Sandro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a bad time for me to take a sip of water. <laughs> Sandro. <laughs> Uh, you're in this... this is a completely inaccessible episode to anyone who hasn't heard this podcast before. Okay, okay. So, so because you're Canadian, Sandro, mm. you've actually never done an episode. Whereas I, Australian Zach, did the first like season, right? You did the so like, I've done a... the first sixty or something because it was the yeah, yeah, it yeah. was the Tom Hanks episode when you left. I've definitely canonically done a bonus battle where you have not. Yeah. So I'll explain it to you. I don't know why you said canonically because like it's not like we're characters in a, we, uh, in a long no, running. No, no, no. the lore of the show needs to be intact, and I am keeping it that way. I take back everything I said about the Rick and Morty lore. This lore is worse. <laughs> That's another, no, that's exactly it. Just like the Rick and Morty show. All that matters is the lore of the (laughs) podcast, all right? So, Mm. how the bonus battle works is we get two movies and we're going to go through a whole bunch of categories. Yes. We're going to rate each movie some points for each of the categories. For example, like acting or something, you know, something something like that. And we'll each give, give it points for acting. And then at the end, we'll tally up all the pointeroos, and whoever has the most points wins. That's the best movie, objectively. Now, here's the thing, though, because I haven't done one of these before. I don't mean to question the old guard, if you will, but uh, uh, you gave one of these the Wholesome Porridge Award, meaning it's better than a goodie, and the other one we gave an oldie and a goodie. So I think it's already pretty obvious which one's going to win. No. So what is the point? No, 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 no. Hear, hear, hear me out. That those awards are our opinions, whereas the bonus battle is an objective fact. Oh. We're using science here to discover which is the correct I movie, see. <laughs> which is not. All right. Well, if we're using science, it doesn't matter what our opinion is, yeah. even though the scores that we will rate these movies <laughs> are, are opinion based. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we could, we could clarify that up with you, Canadian side. Right. Sandra! <laughs> Thank you for saying my name sorry, correctly. Sorry, I nearly, I nearly mispronounced your name there. So sorry. So sorry. Ah, all right, well, the first category is jokes. Jokes. Ooh, jokey boys. Jokes, jokes. Let's start with three babies, then. Three, three babies. <laughs> three babies and a man. Well, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, it was weird watching three babies try and raise a, a man. That uh, that was certainly a weird mechanic. Very awkward, particularly when they tried to feed him. I was like, this is very odd. Well, I hate it when they tried to change its nappy. Anyway, um, in that one, the jokes... Uh... It, it, it depends what we classify as a joke. Mm. If it's a setup and a punchline, or if it's a funny character moment. Yeah, yeah, I think it's both. I think, like, you, it's different type of comedy but it's still like joke the joke is that he's reading from a sports magazine to the baby that was a great joke that was very funny that's also a that's also that is a joke because he sets that one up earlier so that is a joke it does have jokes 
There is, of course, the classic joke, never had a phone in the shower before. Do you get many calls in here? Yeah. I get a steady stream. <laughs> is a setup and a punchline. <laughs> the, the jokes were all right. I'd, I'd give this one like a three. I think a three is good. I feel like a three as well, because it's not necessarily yeah. super funny, but there are funny moments. Yeah, there's good moments. Again, I like that the sport magazine one made me heartily chuckle when I realised what he was doing. Because at first... I was watching it and I was kind of zoned out. So it just sounded like he was story. And then I paid attention to what he was actually saying. <laughs> and I, I did laugh. I was like, oh, I was not paying attention. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, mm. yeah, in terms of jokes, nothing is amiss, but there also aren't mm. many hits. So I think a three out of five is pretty solid. But Sandro, the other movie, I feel like that's a four. Uh, in terms of jokes, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great jokes. Mm. A lot of the joke is kind of slapsticky. Not slapsticky, uh, physical humour. Physical humour, I should mm. say. Then again, one of the jokes is that he likes to take his socks off. And honestly, I really hated that. There's some good jokes uh, I liked at the very start. Uh, Steve Martin is going to get a taxi and there's this guy who, mm. who is flagged down a taxi and he goes up to him and is like, I will pay you $50 for this taxi. I like the escalation. He starts with 10 and then it's like, uh, no, 20, 50. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll pay you 50 bucks. And he's like, well, someone so desperate to pay 50 bucks would surely pay 75. Surely pay 75. And then the big yeah. punchline is Steve Martin's like, you really are a thief. And the man's like, close. I'm an attorney. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Very good. Just like uh, Three Men and a Baby, none of the jokes weren't funny. Maybe him mm. trying to adjust the seat on his car went on for a bit too long, but it was still entertaining to watch. <laughs> that is, it was, I was like, why is this a joke? I liked when they nearly spun out and died because he was adjusting his jacket. That was funny. Some, like, Mr. Bean-style yes. physical comedy there, which uh, it's hard to get right, and they got it right in this one. It's, I think that's just John Candy being quite good at his job. I liked when they spent a whole five minutes swearing. That was funny. Maybe at 3.5. Don't take, don't take your socks off, you asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm thinking 4.5, which gives it a total 8 in the category. That would even it up as yeah, well, yeah, which yeah. is nice. And I hate 0.5s. I'm Canadian Sandro, and if you can say anything mm. about me, it's that I hate 4.5s. I mean, 0.5s. Mm. I also hate 4.5s. Then why did you rate it at 4.5? I'm also a hypocrite. We know this. Ah. ah. <laughs> this is a... I'm glad you clarified mm. the lore about your character. Next category. Wholesomeness. Wholesomeness. Mm. They're, both, they're both pretty wholesome. Because here's the thing, right? All American comedies must be irreverent, but they must also have a little bit of heart. Mm. Can't just all be humour. There's got to be a scene where nice, wholesome music plays and they talk about their feelings for like three minutes. I think that's usually at the end, because if you think about it, both endings were like the wholesome finishes to the comedies. Yes. You've got him inviting the friend in for Thanksgiving dinner because he doesn't have a home to go to. Yes. And you've got the other one, which is they all live happily together after taking care of the baby because they're all like, we want to take care of the baby. They're both really wholesome. They're both really wholesome. I think mm. in terms of uh, three babies and a grown adult man, I would have to say 
It's it's probably even more wholesome. You think that one's more wholesome? It's probably even more wholesome. Really? Because it's all about, like, you got to, like, even though you accidentally had this baby, you got to take care of it. Mm. And at first, they're like, I don't, I don't want to take care of a baby. It's giving me a headache. Mm. Then they're like, actually, I love this little person, actually. Mm. And then, then they want to take care of the baby. That's so wholesome. That's so wholesome. In Planes, it's like, oh, my wife died. And Steve Martin's like, we're both dicks, but you can come and have Thanksgiving in my house. I don't know. Because, like, pretty much from the get-go, they start taking care of this baby. They sure they complain about it, but they're caring for the baby. Whereas from the get-go in trains, planes, and whatever the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they hate each other. Well, he hates the character. And throughout the movie, learns to become friends and then accepts him. I feel like that's a more wholesome arc than the other one where they immediately accept. And then in the end, they're like, they decide to give it away, but then realize they don't want to give it away. True, true, that true. Sort of thing. I feel like there was a more realistically wholesome arc, but I think they're both very wholesome. I would say yeah. they're equally wholesome. Well, what are you going to give the wholesome levels to both of them? I would like to give both of them a four. I'd like to give both a four. I'm going to give Planes a three. Okay. Which which brings that up to a seven. Oh my god, you're fucking manipulating the fucking scores. All right. And and I'm going to give Babies a 3.5. <laughs> Now, Bastard. I hate 0.5s, but i got to say, that was a wholesome move. Yeah, and you are a hypocrite. That is canon. I am a hypocrite. All right. We know this, and that brings that up to a 7.5. Oh, my God. All right, all right. I'm going to stop gaming the system on this next category. No, no, no. No, no, no. What you're going to do is you're going to give your scores nah, first, first on this one, and then I'm going to give the oh, scores. Oh, no. Now you're gaming yeah, the system. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. The next category is family friendliness. Okay, so this is not great for either. Okay, so on one hand, you have Plagues, Trains, and Automobiles, uh, where you have a scene that for like five, six minutes, he says the word fuck over and over again. Yes. That's definitely one of those moments where your toddler learns the word and will not stop saying it for the next month and a half. This is true, this is true. But on the other hand, you've got three Mm. men and a baby in which... All three men, they're a little bit, they're, they're, they're all they're sleeping with people. <laughs> yep. And they're dealing with cocaine oh, or that, heroin. There I is the say. drug. Oh, but like, you know, it's the 80s. Yeah, that's a very family, yeah, it was a very family-friendly way of dealing with the drugs, to be fair. They never said that they did drugs. It was more of the, the talking about banging was pretty bad. But I think they're both reasonably family-friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both try and be family-friendly. It's just like... In different ways, they uh, break the family friendliness. I've got a uh, something that might throw your thoughts through a loop. Ooh, ooh. right here, right here. All right, because these are both kind of TV movies. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Good movies that, like, if you saw it on Channel Seven, you wouldn't flip past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they been edited? That's the thing. If you edit planes, trains, and automobiles, you just take the swearing scene out. Yeah, easy. And then it's a wholesome movie. It's perfect. It's like a PG perfect thing. Everyone yep. can watch it. You edit three babies, a little bit more editing has to go on there. It might be shown yeah. at a slightly later time slot than, than Planes, Trains, the edited version would be. That one's definitely a PG-13+. plus. Mm. 
and you can't really edit out anything because there's no specific scene. Whereas in that one, you could easily just edit out that scene and bam, it's PG. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it definitely wins out if you've edited it. So yeah, I think I think planes might be the higher contender in this category. It's definitely like you grab the movie and you can show your child you're just going to skip... Skip that one scene. To press the skip button a few times when that scene comes up, you know? But with three babies, you're going to have a conversation with your kids. You're, you're going to have to have a little talk. Yeah, you're going to have to You're gonna have to have wait till they're, they're 13 to legally watch the film. <laughs> to legally know? watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Correct. of course. So I'm going to give three babies in terms of family friendliness. I'll give... <laughs> I'm just calling it three babies now. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> I noticed. It's highly concerning. You know what? It's three men and a baby. It gets three stars out of five mm-hmm. from me, and Planes gets a four. I, uh, of course, looking at this objectively and not <laughs> manipulating any scores, I, I agree. I think I liked the wholesomeness and family friendliness. And I think, apart from that one scene where he swears a lot, but mm. honestly, that was just the joke of that scene. Uh, I'm going to give planes, trains, and whatever the fuck. I'll give it a. I'll give it a four, and I'll give three men, children, and a slightly younger child a two point five. Oh, I hate point fives. Oh, it hurts. It makes it really annoying to add up. I bet. Uh, no, I've got a calculator right here. It's actually really easy. Ah, you're using a calculator. That's cheating. I know, I know. But I am a hypocrite. All right, you can't use that excuse for everything. (laughs) Wait a minute. Right, so we're speaking about family friendliness. Now it's time Mm. for a category that most comedies from the 80s would fail, and that is a lack of offensive material. Wait, I give it 2.5. I meant 3.5. Oh, 3.5. I just realized. I'm dumb. 3.5. 3.5. That does change things. That does change things. Sorry, my bad, my bad. All right. Lack of offensive material is the next Ooh. is the next Ooh. category. Oh, no. More is better. So a five means no offensive material whatsoever. A one means, oh my goodness, this this movie is a Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So it's on a scale of Revenge of the Nerds to Toy Story, the most inoffensive movie of all time. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. I mean, Toy Story's a good bet. I'm going to say Shrek. That's definitely not the case. A character is called Lord Farquaad. It's so offensive. Three Men and a Baby has Mahoney doing a black scent, which isn't great. When does he do that? I miss that. It's part. when he's got like the puppet on his hand. Oh, right. I'd like to point out that they get a baby and it's like, oh, we're men. We can't deal with a baby. We have to get a woman. That is a... The mm. opening song is singing Boys Will Be Boys. <laughs> yeah. The only stuff in planes that could be considered offensive is probably the slight homophobia. Oh, yeah, there's that whole, like, do you want to have a shower? And then he's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, oh. There's a little bit of that. But yeah, for planes, especially in terms of John Hughes movies, because 16 Candles exists, and oh boy, that has aged poorly. Yeah. This has aged quite well. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing anyone's going to get cancelled over, for sure, you know? So I would probably give, for planes, for me, I'll rate first. I'll go, I'll go 4.5. Mm. I think it's aged very, very well. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a 4. Okay. Only because I know I'm going to rate the other one pretty low. <laughs> yeah, what? For, for three men. Two. Two. Two, two for you. Woo. 
it hasn't aged well, but I think that's just the overall story and and mannerisms of the entire movie. The whole thing. You know what? I'm going to rate it a 2.5. You're right. right. You're right. I'm being a little harsh. I was a bit dramatic. 2.5. I think the entire movie in terms of Three Men hasn't aged well because it was a crowd pleaser in the 80s. Yeah. And nowadays it's like, meh. Yeah, no one wants to really see this. That's that's what I'm saying. That that goes into the whole score. But I don't know if I would say that it's 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 necessarily offensive. I think I think the whole plot be, having aged so poorly offends me. Oh, that it has aged so poorly. That works. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a I'll I'll give it a three. Honestly, it could have been a lot worse. I was actually expecting a lot worse. <laughs> Seeing those three yeah. guys, I was like, I know what they're all capable of. Yeah, yeah, this could this could go quite south. So honestly, I think it did well in that aspect. All right, acting. Good acting all around, I feel. Was there, was there anything that stood out to you as bad acting in any of the movies? Not bad acting, just unfunny acting. Particularly in Three Men, when Mahoney was just kind of being an idiot. I was like, mm. he's trying to be funny and it's not working, but the character also isn't meant to be funny, so maybe that means that it does work. But I don't enjoy watching this, so I don't like it. Ah. I'll tell you what, though, with Three Men, I did believe that all three main guys liked the baby. Yeah, yeah, They did yeah. a good job at portraying their love for this young human. Yeah, yeah, because they have that whole, like, I don't know what to do, the mm. stupid baby, what do you even feed it? How do you put the nappy on? I don't understand. And then later on, they're like, oh, man, we don't want to let this baby go. Yeah, and that's really good. I was pretty good. I love Ted Danson in this role. I'd watch a whole movie of him just just being this yeah. womanizing idiot. I I personally liked the architect. He just has that air of someone who, like, shouldn't be taking care of a baby. <laughs> like, he's just the most, like, I don't know what to do with a baby. How do I put a nappy on? I'm an architect, goddammit. I can put a nappy on. That was great. That was good. That was good. I would like to give the baby five out of five acting skills. It's a good baby. How many babies played the baby? I should, uh, I should, I should have a oh, look. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Surely it was only one. It's two babies. Two sisters played the baby. Two babies. Oh, two sisters. Ah. And just thinking about that does make me bump up my score a little bit more. I give it uh, 3.5. 3.5 on your end. I'll go with 3. Like some other good performances, the cop was great, the mobsters were not good. Oh, I thought they were fine. They were pretty cheesy 80s bad guys. Acting for planes, trains, and whatever the frickity doodad, if you don't mind me saying so really high i'm i'm going straight mm. out the gate five i think it's incredible i think Whoa. all the performances are re- like even if some of the jokes aren't amazing mm. the performances carry them through in particular john candy he's oh. so good he's so good in this he's real good i love i love his shocked face in the taxi yeah Ooh. that's good <laughs> his laugh is so infectious oh, infectious it's a great laugh it's really good there's a lot of, like, if you made Trains, Planes, and Automobiles today, it would be what? It'd be Anna Kendrick and Rebel Wilson, am I right? Because, like, Rebel Wilson, she's kind of adapted John Candy style. There's a bunch of actors that try and do what he did. Uh, who else? Who else? Probably Adam Sandler. Oh, God, yeah, no, that's definitely, like, Adam Sandler's the yeah. straight guy that he's got the comedy partner, but also Adam Sandler 
Like, he's got to get home to his beautiful wife. Oh, I forgot to mention, they are actually remaking Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Wait, they're remaking both the movies? <laughs> they're remaking them both. What? It's Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, Kevin Hart and Will Smith. So Kevin Hart's the annoying one. Will Smith is like, I'm a dad. <laughs> oh, I used okay. to rap, but not anymore, and I never swear. This could be interesting in modern day. No. I would be interesting. No, I don't want to see it. Look, 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 I'm more interested in that than I am three babies yeah. and a man-child. But yeah, like, I think John Candy's performance is so good because other people try and do his thing. Kevin Hart does it as well. Uh, James hmm. Corden. I feel like Kevin Hart, they won't do the same thing. Kevin Hart's going to be more ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, like, he's ridiculous, he's silly, he doesn't stop talking, he's kind of he's kind of hmm. rude a little bit, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think that goes to show why John Candy's so good, because other people, they all try and do his sort of thing, but they are just unlikable and rude, hmm. right? If they did this role, it would just be like, oh... They're taking their shoes off, I hate them. Whereas John Candy takes mm. his shoes off, and you're like, "Oh, I if, if you did that in my presence, I would, I would be annoyed." But also, mm. you've got a heart, sir. A Kevin heart. You're a Kevin heart. <laughs> my point really got muddled, but anyway, I think it's great. Five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really, uh, I really derailed your point, but I get what you're saying. He is a fantastic actor. Yeah. And he really carries the movie. Oh, and Steve Martin as well is is great in this role. Steve Martin, as we mentioned before, he he plays this like straight man who just wants to get home. He's a businessman. <laughs> he's no funny business. But then he snaps, and just for like two minutes, you see him go off. Yeah. And just the reaction from that going off. Candy just standing there, just sort of staring at him, about to say something, but then he closes his mouth and he just sort of takes it. I was like, oh. Oh no! Oh no! You poor man! Yeah. Oh, I just want to give you a big old hug. It's yeah. not that bad. He's just grumpy because he didn't get his first class ticket. But also, I was grumpy. Man, all this public transport failures pissed me off. I don't know about you, Sandra. Oh, it was way too relatable. <laughs> yeah, it was so relatable, and it genuinely made me angry when everything went wrong with the public transport. And yeah. I was like. I need to watch something else. This is making me infuriated. But yeah, I would say 5 out of 5 acting. How about you? Uh, 4.5. 4.5. Don't take your socks off in any environment. Don't do that. Sound effects? Sound effects. Now, Sandro, the title screen of Trains, Planes, Automobiles, as the, 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 the planes, the trains, and the automobiles fly past, they all make the sound they do. that is their vehicle. The word planes goes by and you hear yeah. you hear the train train go by and go choo choo yep, yep. and then you hear the automobiles and yep. five out of five. <laughs> uh th four out of five. Four out of five. Oh, you're you're changing it? Uh you know, I'll go four point five again. Four point five. There's barely any sound effects. Why is this a thing? I'm going to include music, mm. and I'm going to say the music of Planes, Trains is very 80s and probably hasn't aged super well, so I'll go 3.5. Mm. What, what was the soundtrack in Three Men? There's a lot of, like, wholesome songs. Yeah, like, it was very generic. Gotta have a family. Yeah. Boys will be boys. 
Oh, the boys will be boys. Oh, no. Oh, no. There was the song with the montage when they were all in the park and the swimming pool and stuff, and it was the song about mm. bad boys. Oh, yeah. And then they just, like, playing frisbee with a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very silly. That was fun. What was the, the one at the party? That made me dance. Everybody, oh, move your song. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And funky beat. I love that song. I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a, a three, I guess. Yeah, it is a three, but I give it a four because I really like that song. Ah, uh, wow! This next category is a bit biased. Is directed by Spock. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Who wrote this? Right <laughs> there. I've got Sandra. a feeling the regular hosts of of the show are pulling a bit of a prank on us. Oh, right, yeah, because it was the regular hosts that made this, not you. Yeah, because it was Canadian Zach and Aussie Sandro. Yeah, that's super. Well, clearly one gets five and one gets zero. Right? Yeah, I mean, Three Planes is directed by Spock, so that gets all the points. And then planes doesn't get any points. Wow. Oof. The next category is stars that guy who's Chewbacca from Spaceballs. <laughs> well, that's clearly planes, trains, and all. Like, oh, th- right. three men doesn't get any points because it's, it's, oh. it doesn't have John Candy. So both these categories just cancel each other out and pretty much <laughs> shouldn't exist. Great. The ninth and final category is plot. Oh, plot, plot, okay. Plot for three men. Three men and, and a baby had two plots. It had the baby plot, and it had the crime plot. And I like the baby mm. plot, and I hate the crime plot. So 2.5. Wow, I like the crime plot. I liked, it felt like it should have ended after the crime plot. It did. Uh, this is something I will, I will say. It felt like it should have ended, but I actually liked the addition of the, the baby plot with the mother coming in. Yeah, I did check how long the movie had to go, and I was very surprised that there was, like, half an hour left. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It felt like it should have ended after that, like, that was the conclusion. Yeah. But it wasn't. I feel like maybe you could have shuffled her moving in before that, but they wanted to end on that. Mm. Um, it felt it felt weird, but I didn't hate it. Normally in movies in those situations, like, why didn't you just end the movie there? The rest of the movie didn't need to be in here. But actually, I quite enjoyed it. So I'll give that plot... I I liked both the plots. I liked the villain plot. I thought that was quite funny. Great. Um, (laughs) I enjoyed it thoroughly. So I will give that one a 3.5. 3.5. I'm just going to put 0.5s in all of my ratings at this point. Uh, For planes, I mean, it's it's just a road trip. Yeah, but the whole plot is that everything starts... Every time he tries to get on something, it breaks down. And that was very infuriating, and therefore the, yes. the plot succeeded in making me annoyed. So, yeah. five out of five? I'll, I'll put it in it as a five out of five. All right. This, is good. this will be my five out of five. There you go. The plot made me angry every time. Like, the plane, he didn't get his first class ticket. And then the plane landed somewhere else for no fucking reason. And then it takes has to take a like a a, a bus or some crap, a different flight. Uh, he has to stay in hotels. It's just like this is the worst. Although I will say it is his own fault that he threw away the car ticket, the ticket for the that car. Is that is his fault. Needed. Yeah, because he goes to get a higher car. And it's not there, so he throws away his paperwork, and then he goes back, and she's like, where's your paperwork? And he's like, I threw it away. Yes. That was his fault. That was the one time when I got annoyed at him. Yes, correct. But at the same time, I could believe why he would throw it away. Yeah, because he was so angry. He was really point. angry. 
they did they did really screw it up, but he definitely should have held on to that. But it was funny when she said you're fucked. That was very funny. <laughs> that was that was funny. I'd go five out of five as well. Yeah. Five for five out of five. Because it's annoying and and you are infuriated while watching it. But it's relatable, and it's never tedious as well. I think this whole movie is very relatable. Yes. Wait, that's nine categories, which means when I add up all the points, it's going to be out of 90, and that makes me annoyed. Well, so, so, Canadian Sandro. That's me. Canadian Sandro. At the end of bonus battles, we usually each come up with our own category to rate the movies. Yes, but that's usually when we are fighting for a particular movie, right? Yes, correct. So, um, I'm gonna fight (laughs) for, uh, three men and a baby. Sure. If you're unfamiliar with this, at the end of a bonus battle, you make your own category and you rate your movie, and then I make a category Mm. and then I rate my movie. And it's a way just to give heaps of points to our movie that we're fighting for. (laughs) Yes, I'm trying to think of a good one. What 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 do I want to compliment the movie on? Mm. Well, I did say I liked the baby's acting. That was definitely up there. I think I already have one for mine, but it also works for yours. But I'm only rating my movie. Oh, well, let, 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 let's hear it. Let's hear it then. Just a bunch of boys on the road. Mmm, the boys. Five out of five. Yeah, okay, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to give the boys to my one as well then. I'm going to piggyback off your idea. But I'm going to give it, like, I will give it a 3.5. Wait, this doesn't work. We have to rate it out of 10, or else the final points are going to be out of 95. (laughs) Oh, right. So we rate this category out of 10? It's out of 10 now. Sure. Wait, how how did this end up as 95? Because we both rate each movie for each category, whereas with this final category, you're rating yours and I'm rating mine. Oh, I see. Now yeah. I get it. Okay, well, why don't we rate just both the movies? Okay. And then it's... No, no, no. It's... No, no, no. Because in your situation, if we both rated both movies, it would be 11, right? It would be 110. No, it would be a solid 100 because it's 10 times 10. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the, the way it's going to work, because it's 95, you rate my movie as well in terms of the boys. And I, I'm going to have to come up with another category? No, I'll just rate your movie for the boys, and the final category can be the boys. Okay, we're both <laughs> we're both rating it for the boys. I see, I see. Uh, I'll give your... you. You gave it five. I'm going to give it a, a, a 4.5. Ooh, because there's so many boys in my movie. Yes. But there is a wife, and that loses boys' points. <laughs> no, no, it's not about the boys, Sandro. It's about how the boys' rating for me is how well the boys jive together as the boys. Uh, the boys for me is just the sheer amount of boys that are on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Whereas I feel like the other boys, they talk about doing shooting pool together, but they don't shoot pool enough, you know? Ah. There's that moment at the start where they're like, we should ditch the girls and shoot pool, but they don't. In that scene, if it wanted to get a full the boys, he would have been like, yeah, and they would have had that wholesome bonding moment where they played pool. So you're giving the boys and a baby... A 3.5. 3.5. I will also give three men. I'm going to give that a solid 3.5 as well in terms of Mm. the boys. Because there are, of course, uh, Mary, who's the Mm. kid. She's not a boy. (laughs) And there's a lot of women in the film as well. The rating system is very sexist. Very bad. (laughs) 
But I'm making fun of people who think like that, and therefore it's parody. Are you? Yes. It's hard to tell at this point. No, it's par- Well, I'm meaning for it to be parody, but it's fine because I'm never going to be on the show again because I'm going to go back to Canada. Mm. Why did I just close the calculator? I've got to add up all the points. All right. I'm going to cut all of this unless you want to fill. I do not want to fill. I don't want to talk about any filler at the moment because if I have to talk about filler, then I just have to go on on a running sentence where you're doing calculations. And that sucks. I hate doing run-on sentences. An update with the calculations. I I calculated all the three boys and a baby. Yep. uh, And and I think I got it wrong, so I'm going to do it again. Oh, okay, so I have to keep going with a run-on... You're going to make me do another run-on sentences filler? Why would you do this? I hate trying to work with with Sandro, the Canadian Sandro. I got I it right, I, I got it right. This. I'm moving on to planes, okay. trains. Oh, no. I hate that I came back for this episode. I was much happier being Australian <laughs> Zach and just not doing this, living my life secretly in Chicago. I finished. All right. What have we got? On 62 out of 100, coming in at second place, it's three men and a baby. 62. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd rate this film. 62 out of 100. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I'd go more for a 52, personally. See, that's that's what I'm saying, Sandra. I'm saying this is scientific. We come to the exact score out of 100. It's not opinion-based, but two of the categories was is directed by Spock and stars that guy from Spaceballs and the boys! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Sandro, this is a crowd, crowd intelligence mm. here. Mm. By going off each other, we come to the exact score. A crowd is more yeah. intelligent than the average, you know? I guess. So, three men, 62 out of 100. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Drummer, please. Um, <laughs> 78.5 out of 100. 78.5? Wow. Yeah. A little lower than I expected, but still very good. Wow. How about that? And that is the episode, the bonus battle, our most inaccessible and dumbest episode <laughs> that we've ever done. I think it went perfectly well. A good one to be to be finishing off this year with. We've only got December uh, and and then we're it. That's it. That's it. We're nearing the end of the, the year, and we don't have to worry about all these in-jokes and references. No. We'll start a whole new year, and we'll start a chapter. whole new law span. A whole new yes. season. We'll kick out the old characters, and we'll get in some new characters. Characters? What do you mean? We're people with our own identities. Mm. Original Zach and Canadian Sandro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Next week, we're announcing what year we're doing for season four. Of Oldie Buddy Goodie. Very exciting. There's going to be some new changes next year. Ooh. Maybe new segments. Who knows? Uh, we might have a theme tune. I don't know. I'm working on it. Oh, yes. I had some ideas for that. Yes. It'll be fun. Next week, announcing what year we're doing. Thanks for listening. As always, Zach, where can people find us if they want to find us? Well, we've got some podcasting thing. Anything you do with podcasts. you got your iTunes. you got your, your Google Podcasts. That's just a thing. You've got your, your Spotify's. Mm. Um, we're also occasionally on YouTube. We've got our own Facebook page. You can go check us out on uh, facebook slash oldie but a goodie yeah. um yeah you, you can check us out on instagram 
you could check out Sandra on his Instagram. You could not check out me on my Instagram. I never use it. You don't use it. I should use it more, but there's nothing to go out and take pictures of because we're all in lockdown still. Not so much anymore. Maybe maybe I'll be able to go to a movie premiere of certain movie that might be coming out. Next week is December. Next week is December. We can go see Dune. Dune! Check us out on June. June. Where is it? June? December. That's what it's June. Um, this, is, this is the so, worst outro. So check us out when we, we finally get to watch June. Of course, as well, you can ch- check us out on all of that, plus give us a five-star review if you so please. That helps out the show. Mm. But also, or, or a zero-star review. That also technically helps out the show because it's engagement. Yeah. But also, if you've got a spare buck, a spare buckaroony, if you've got some <sighs> spare uh, oh, yeah. dollars in your bank account and and, uh, and you, you want to help us keep the lights on, for the show, Patreon is a thing. We upload upwards of two bonus episodes a month. And if we get to go see Dune, we'll probably review it over there. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to review Dune when I get to watch it. But I don't get to watch it because I'm Australian, Zach. And Australian, Zach, even though I'm living in Chicago, I only watch things with Australian Netflix. This is just getting even more confusing. <laughs> I think we should just completely uh, abandon <laughs> No, no, I'm sticking to it and I'm just keeping it as confusing as possible. Uh, It's fantastic. But yes, you can check that out there. uh, Plus all the bonus episodes from uh, this month, uh, The Wheel of Time, Star Slammer, Amazon Women Mm. on the Moon, they're all up there on Patreon. So go check that out. Upwards of five US dollars a month if you want those bonus episodes. Very good, very good. It's time... I believe, Sandro, for me to have a look at what our choices are for next week. You're picking, you're picking. Starting off this beautiful, light-filled, tinsel-themed, present-gifting... That took me a while to figure out what what train of thought you're on. Yeah, lights was probably not the best note to start on. Bauble. Bauble hanging. Bauble's good. Chocolate receiving. Because it's Chris (laughs) Semba. It doesn't work, right? Yeah. Spooktober is a thing. Thanks, Vember? That doesn't work. Yeah. Chris Semba. That also doesn't it sa- work. It sounds like you're just celebrating a guy called Chris. Yeah, it's Chris Semba. Congrats, Chris. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thanks for being here, Chris. <laughs> Good work, Chris. Anyway, you're picking our first episode for December, so you've got heaps of options. Ooh. I mean, it is December. They, a lot of movies come out around December time. You've got heaps of options. I'm going to go through them. Your first option is called Cobra Verde. Uh, it's a Werner Herzog movie. He's a, he's a quite popular filmmaker. It's a movie about the life of a fictional slave trader. Oh. You've got Deadly Prey, Ooh. where a mercenary is forced to be used as target practice for an evil colonel. Wow. That's inhumane. Oh, if you think that's humane, wait until you hear about Death Row Game Show. Ah, wait, is that Squid Game? Is that the Running Man? It's Squid Game, Running Man, Hunger Games, Battle Royale. Wow, Fortnite? Condemned prisoners are given opportunities to be granted reduced sentences by participating in a television game show. It's just the Running Man. Yeah, wow, that is, it's just the Running Man. Uh, You've got Housekeeping. Comedy about two sisters who live with their off-the-wall aunt. Ooh. She's off the wall. Uh, that film's directed by the guy that did Comfort and Joy, that movie about ice cream trucks that we really liked from last year. Mm, okay, all right. I did, I did like that one. You've got The Time Guardian. Oh, now we're talking. 
Australian sci-fi action Whoa. about some future people who travel back in time to stop Wait. a robot uprising. And <laughs> Carrie Fisher is in it, apparently. Whoa! And it's an Australian movie? Oh, this is very tempting, Sanjay. That's a That's good a very one. tempting pick. Uh, but, don't, but don't jump the gun too yet. You've got two Ooh. more options. You've don't got, jump the crocodile. Uh, jump, <laughs> jump the crocodile. You've got The Trouble with Spies. Trouble with spies. Parody of spy movies. Donald Sutherland is sent to an island unaware he's there to draw out Soviet spies. Oh, he's unaware. Oh, boy. Uh, And then your final option is called Walker. It's a satire um, about a lawyer who's called William Walker. One day he goes and invades a country and makes himself president. What? (laughs) That took a sudden twist. I believe it's based off a real person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's so crazy. It does sound like something someone actually did. It's definitely uh, the last three are my my, my go-to. So you've got Australian sci-fi. Very, I love sci-fi. Mm. Love Australian movies. And by love, I mean VB, Billabong. I do like to drink a VB and eat a billabong ice cream. Mm. Haven't had one of those since I was four. I like to mix them together, make a mm. spider, but but VB, VB spider. A, a spider with beer <laughs> sounds like a thing that should exist, but also everyone agrees that it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, no. You would need like a nice IPA and then mm. like a, a gelate, I think, could work well, you know. Yes. Something fruity. Yeah, something fruity, you're right. You know, combined fruity with fruity. This doesn't match, just pick a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I kind of want to pick the Australian. I was going to go through them. I was going to be like, and then you have stupid Running Man copy. You have... You have the spy movie. The spy movie actually sounded quite interesting. Yeah, but it's a parody. I don't know. There's so many parodies of spy movies. That is true. That is a, that is almost a trope in itself, being a parody of a spy movie. Yeah. There should be parodies of parodies of spy movies. That has to be a thing. If not, someone should make that, because I find, I find that very funny. I would watch that, but I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea how you would even approach that. Here's what you do. You have a guy who's an actual, like, spy. Who's a really good spy, but everyone around him is a terrible comedy spy? That's the plot of the original Casino Royale from the 60s. It's this weird comedy James Bond knockoff. Oh! And it's like the the serious James Bond, and he goes to a casino, and it's like, Hi, I'm Woody Allen, but I'm also James Bond, and I'm a bad spy. (laughs) I think Peter Sellers is James Bond, the Pink Panther guy. He plays James Bond in that film. Yeah, but he's but the but clearly he's a bad spy by saying that, right? No, I'm saying I want the main character to be a good spy and everyone around him to be bad. He's spending a lot of time on a movie we're not gonna watch. No, because I'm clearly watching the Australian movie. Obviously. The Time Guardian. Why is Carrie Fisher in an Australian <laughs> Why not? I guess they just paid her a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 excited to see it. Ah, uh. So glad we got rid of that baby. Let me just call up Canadian Zach and have a... Hey, Canadian Zach, you there? Bring, 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 bring. Yeah, what's up? I just got the audio back from Canadian Sandro 
and regular Zach, and it's the worst episode these guys have. <laughs> like, it's. I almost don't want to put it out, but I guess I have well, to. Well, we have to put out an episode this week. We can't just not put out an episode. Well, that's what we get for getting back the people that, well, getting one of the people back. I guess Canadian yeah. Sandro hasn't been on an episode, but getting back one of the people we kicked out for a reason. He'll never be on again. Unless. I'm going to cancel the guy. He spent a whole five minutes talking about the boys and how women are bad. <laughs> was that, was I that? feel like it was satire, but I honestly don't know. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Australian Zach or Canadian Zandra? I think it was both of them. Oh, no. Anyway, apparently we're watching an Australian sci-fi next week. Oh, that's a good choice. I guess. And I'm in a bus now. People are singing bus. and also banging. It's not great. In the bus? Yeah. It's inappropriate. Why don't you take a bloody picture made it to last longer? Quote <laughs> from the movie. 